We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. You hear that? We hear that a lot, that acting is reacting and you have to listen. But you are doing the same lines every single day. But it's a different day. Every single day. So you do it. You do the line a little bit differently, you know. And he has, or she has to. But life is like that, Tere. You know that. Like sometimes, you know, your your scarf falls off. Sometimes your skirt comes undone. Sometimes a fork drops, and you have to live with that moment. Sometimes your fellow co-star cries in a different place, and you all are supposed to be laughing. That might inspire you to put your arms around them in a new way and still say the line and keep the play moving. You know, that's the dangerous, fun part about theater. The tour ratio. Okay, though. The tour ratio. Okay, though. That might be the best question I've ever been asked. You're a phenomenal person. I mean, legendary. I am a fan of you, my brother. Nicole Parker is an extraordinary veteran actress. She's been working for like 30 years and I've been friends with her for like 30 years. She's now starring in The Refuge Plays where she plays a woman who starts the play as 80 and ends up being 20. An extraordinary acting challenge. I wanted to talk to her about acting this play, but acting in general. She's still on strike technically, so we can't talk about specific things, specific productions, but the philosophy behind acting. She is deeply invested in that. We had a fantastic conversation about what it is to be an actor. It's Nicole Ari Parker on Torre Show. You're saying your method, right? Yes. You're Stanislavski, which means kind of, right? Which means you kind of embody the character right like the whole day right like that's what we think of that i mean when they when they call cut you're still in character is that is that the idea well i think it changes for theater i think theater is where you can um well you can't you have to stay in that for the length of the play you know with television you work on a scene maybe that day uh not the whole episode. Um, But with theater, I think, which is why I love it, it maximizes all your tools, you know, whatever, you know, acting philosophy you come from or training you come from, it is a sustained use of your instrument. And it's um, a technique comes in handy, but everyone's different. Everyone has a different approach. Um, But for me, it's a lot of 
personalizing, a lot of um, sensory work. These are terms that you're probably like, what? Yeah, I know. What 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 does personalizing mean? What do you mean by sensory Um, work? Sensory work, for example, um, and I can hear my teacher, Tony Greco, rolling his eyes right now. Um, (laughs) Why? You must be a star (laughs) pupil. It's really about um, to live truthfully in imaginary circumstances. Yeah. That's that's it in a nutshell. Um, How – how it's not matching, match for match, like just because your character's cold um, doesn't mean you – create cold. It could mean how does that cold affect that character? And then you work sensorily, sensorily to create that in terms of what the vision is from the director or the playwright and yourself as the actor. Okay. Still not following me. Kind of. Cause we hear, cause I hear you, like we hear artists say, actors say like, well, you know, we were supposed to be wet in the scene cause the character just come out of the ocean. So I had them dump, Cold water yes, on me. Yes, right? those but, are literal givens. Y- y- and, but you're like, we're going deeper than actually being right. wet. Right. They're, they're, they're the given circumstances. Like this is the beach yeah. and we are jumping in the water. So there's wet when it's time for your close-up. Um, but um, what those given circumstances do, you could say, to your instrument, which you get to choose – in terms of how you want to reveal this moment this character is having. So, for example, if I was jumping in the water and it was a joyous scene when I got back out of the water, um, I might personalize the other actor um, to be someone that I want to express that joy to. So I might make you my daughter even. It's, it doesn't have to be real gender. Yes. I'm. If I want to care for you, I might do a substitution in that way or I could, you know, maybe um, a warm bath creates a feeling of safety for me um, or the taste of, of something wonderful. Those are the kinds of tools you can use to visualizing and feeling yes, those things. Feeling those things. I'm really simplifying, but yes. Well, don't simplify. Yes. I mean, because it's hard once, you know, I went to Tish when I was like 17, 18 years old. So I turned 53 on Saturday. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it anymore, but I know it's, how to do it. I love how it's it's so deep in you. Like like when they say like she's forgotten more than we are like I know this stuff in my bones. Right. But you still study. I do. I do. Um What does that look like? Cuz that's that's what practicing is, right? Right. Let's say, for example, and for me, it's a luxury to still practice because let's take Streetcar, for example, a play that I did on Broadway, a play um, 11 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago. And there might have been a moment even now that I felt like I didn't really understand or do justice to Tennessee Williams or that I felt um, I rushed through, let's say, a moment with Stella. Uh, or Stanley, and I might bring that scene to class and mm. work in the way and slow down enough to work on what I thought I could have brought or would like to bring to this moment. 
Do you watch your performances? Uh, in theater, no. I'm on the stage, so I can't see. Isn't it recorded? Yes, but I'm not watching them after. No. 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 But you, if you're on, you would watch if you were in a movie or a TV. You I'm would watch. forced to go to a premiere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of the way, I mean, you're like, I'm forced as part of the promotion, the celebration. I mean, like, an athlete is going to watch, like, what Their we, plays. Yeah. So right. we moved correctly. We moved incorrectly. You, you read the play wrong well, here. that's the collaborative effort in theater. Your director tells you. Uh, director's your eyes. And then there's also the technicality of the movements. Like, Nicole, come downstage. We need the set the light for that moment. Or there's going to be a sound cue. So there's some math inside mm. of the magic. For mm. the whole ship to sail. But so, and analyzing the text is really critical, right? Yes. Like, I'm glad you brought that up. Right? Understanding what is she trying to do in this moment? What is the director, writer trying to do in this moment? Yes. There's the the playwright. There's the play and all of the givens of the play. Mother, father, um, grieving, not grieving. Um, it's the winter, it's cold, um, and it's a collaborative effort. So wardrobe, lighting, sound, the vision of the director, all is compounded in that moment around those givens. But then the actor has to create uh, what the objective of the play is inside of those givens. Mm -hmm. So... um, I might want to hold on to that grief. I might want to be a character that the playwright has created that's trying to push through that grief. Um, so you have to put all those pieces together, hopefully successfully. To read the whole piece and understand at a deeper level mm-hmm. what's going on. Yes, and then there's like the the super objective of the play or the commentary about life or the vision, again, of the playwright that he or she wants to explore with this piece of work. Um, And sometimes it's very simple. It's about love. You know, there are a lot of playwrights that can say, this is a play about love. This is a play about being human. It could be very broad or it could be very specific um, to, let's say, this is a a play about the black experience in the 1950s or 80s or whatever. So... It depends on a lot of factors to get – to make the strongest choice, you know. Yeah. Is it is it about love but is it the, you know, irrational behavior that's inside love? Is it about love but it's about the pain that love can cause you? You know, there's there's different levels of even the broad theme. Do you need to be – in concert with the other actors, at least the other major actors who are at your level. That's ideal. You're making those choices. Yeah, you don't you don't have to have the same technique, but it's a living art. It's not recorded. I mean, in terms of I mean for Play. longevity, yes, but in the moment, it's a li- wonderful. It's like a going to the Blue Note and seeing music. Like it's yeah. happening in real time, and yeah. a riff can go left and come right back. You know, so it's wonderful to l- listen to your fellow actors on stage. What does that mean? You hear that. We hear that a lot, that acting is reacting and you have to listen, but you are doing the same lines every single day. But it's a different day every single day. (laughs) So you do it. You do the line a little bit differently. You know. And he has or she has to 
But life is like that, Tere. You know that. Like sometimes, you know, your your scarf falls off. Sometimes your skirt comes undone. Sometimes a fork drops. And you have to live with that moment. Sometimes your fellow co-star cries in a different place. And you all are supposed to be laughing. That might inspire you to put your arms around them in a new way and still say the line and keep the play moving. You know, that's the dangerous, fun part about theater. That, that, you have that accidents happen, wonderful mistakes happen. You know, all the spirits in the theater are conspiring against you at all times. What do you mean conspiring <laughs> against you? Meaning like, you know, you forget a line, you trip on stage, um, your costume malfunctions. Those, That's what I mean. Little you know, things happen. Little things happen. And everybody's got to dance yes, with Yes. I mean, how many times have you left the house, it's raining, and your umbrella doesn't open? That happens on stage too. Well, I think about how many times have I been to a play and been like, he made a mistake. Hardly ever. Because they're able to keep moving, cover it up in a way that first time viewer of the play, I didn't realize. Perfect example. The other night, two nights ago, I have to be very alarmed and and find out because my husband is uh, missing. And I open this door to my house and the wall, the, f- the door frame starts to fall over. The entire wooden door frame. The set mm-hmm. is collapsing onto you. Away rest- from me. Oh, like a real size door starts to fall backwards. And in that moment, I remembered I built this house. That's what the playwright wrote. And so that's living truthfully in imaginary circumstances in actual time. Wait, that, that's 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 kind that's kind of what the real the answer to your first question is because when the door started to fall, Nicole remembered that early built this the character built this house, and the door jam is falling. So I grab it and I put it back up. I it back up, still saying my lines, still moving along. And I took pride in that moment. You know, it made sense that my character might do that. And I love those kinds of moments because it sees if you're engaged or not. It, it tests how deeply involved you're in the play. If you're really living truthfully, yes. you're going to find the right answer. Mm-hmm. That's tough. And then it works in reverse as well. Um, in the creative space, you might have to, um, let's say, eat soup, right? Not in this play or in this play, we drink, I drink a lot of tea. Um, in, my, in the first act, I'm an 80-year-old and the, my family makes a lot of tea. Um, is the tea warm? Is it cold? There's a relationship to those things and you have to make believe because it's water in my cup. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick... 
Let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Never having been 80, how do you... <laughs> oh, well, Teray, I'm 80 be, on the inside. <laughs> how do you be 80? You, you have kids. How do you act 80? You have kids. And no, then they you're... keep telling us we're old, but we're not as old as they tell us we are. No, but I'm, I'm so seasoned in life because all the things we got to pull out of our hat, right, when we're raising them. But, I mean, there's the outer physicality of playing an 80-year-old, mm-hmm. right? And... Um, you don't ever want to um, play old because I have 80-year-old parents, 83 and 80, and uh, you want to move. You know, you, you there's a fire still in your belly if you made it to 80. Yeah. You watch people here in New York moving. I've, I've watched a lot of people. I just sit over by my apartment and um, even the woman that is – bent over her life circumstances. Um, she she has a cane. She is walking at maximum pace that she can yeah. with her grocery bags. Like she has been to the store and she's going home now. You know, there is a there there is the illusion of um slow and um and I think there is some slowness that does happen, but I I I I still create the inner fire to live. Well, yeah, there's – you could do 80 in a 
fairly obvious way mm-hmm. and oh I can't move right. or you could do it in a more nuanced way and knowing you I'm like you're gonna find that more subtle and nuanced way of doing it where me and the audience going oh that was really smart and you can still have those what again what I'm saying the givens of the play like yeah um let's say the person has had a stroke or the person can't move or very well or needs everyone in the family to help them move that that I think that you if the person is still here right if that person in your life is still alive they they're al- they want to be alive so you still create this will to speak to think and uh, live within those limitations so you are spending a lot of you get the script mm-hmm. for whatever project mm-hmm. And you're going you're gonna to spend a lot of time reading it and then figuring out who your character is before this story began, right? Yes. I love uh, research and um, dramaturgy and <laughs> all of those things. <laughs> like where are we? What part of the world are we in? What part of the country are we in? What year is it? What does that mean to be black at that year? What's going on in the world? Um, the symbolism in the play, researching, um, the wonderful things that Nathan Allen Davis has given us, um, and um, and then putting it on, on its feet. And uh, Patricia McGregor has uh, really directed um, us in such a beautiful way to tell the story in reverse. Right. 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 You so 80, 50, 18. So does that mean you as a character have to forget things? That's such a great question. I mean, I think when you're living forward as an 18-year-old, you take a lot of things with you and they age with you Yeah. about the way the world works, yeah. the way how people are, yeah. what you've been through. You take that into your 80s, but then once you're a grown-up, the reason you made it to being a grown-up is because your young person is still inside you as well. So yeah. it's it's a dance between both worlds. I think we just carry ourselves through. Interesting. Interesting. How do you learn the lines? Uh, well, these lines <laughs> kicked my butt. Um, I think I don't even know. I'm If it's a 150-page play, I'm on 100 of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I... I had to – I usually am very mathematical about memorizing lines. I look at a piece of paper. I know my lines. Really? But this play – yes, yes. Um, and there was something so beautiful and poetic about this play that I wanted to experience it. I had to experience the lines before I could mem- remember them, which – was very frustrating for my castmates and my director. But I got there and I'm so happy because I know what I'm saying now and I know, I can feel what uh, this journey is just in my bones. So you were on book longer through. than everyone else. <laughs> yes. Let's rub it in, Trey. I'm yes. not meaning to rub it in. I'm just trying to understand the yes. process. And, it, and, you know, and Nathan was also – rewriting pages. So when I finally got something, he was, he felt like, you know, I really think that I should cut all that 
or I really think that I should add this other element in and I just squeeze my butt cheeks together. (laughs) (laughs) That's the element that to me seems the most daunting. Do, Do I think that I could get on a stage in a boat and make you believe it? Maybe. But like, could you remember 50 or 100 pages? Once you get the lines, it's it's done. That's not really the challenge for me right now. I think just hitting and moving into those moments that are crucial to tell the story. Yeah. You know, um, because there's so much information in this play that you have to really make sure the audience gets because we're going back in time and revisiting some of those details again. Is the the core point to make me believe you, is that the goal? That I no longer see Nicole, I see Early or whoever you are that day? Um, the goal is to always do the play. And I would hope that you don't see Nicole I hope that you see Teray. I would hope that the play makes you experience something about your life or your approach to life. So you want to be a reflection of me. I want to be a reflection of human uh, existence, journey, things that – and I think this is also part of my love of acting. Um, It's the one place, I think, when people come into a dark theater – Mm-hmm. And they sit down together to watch other humans live. It's a moment where we're all the same for a moment. We've all lost like this particular, for example, kind of grandmother exists in many cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I just love the connecting um, ability that that theater has for a moment of suspended biases suspended i mean if if you watch romeo and juliet at any age you know hopefully you forget that there's a dagger <laughs> what does having the audience right there do i love it i love um going on that ride with other people i love each audience is responding um, a, little differently. a little differently, but but they respond, and I love that so much. I feel so weird talking about acting right now because Why? it's I don't ever have to describe it, you know. <laughs> so it's like, how do you paint? Well, well, it's it's one of these arts that we love. Yes, almost everybody loves something. TV, movies, plays, something. Yes. And yet I think the average person really does not understand and thinks, oh, I could do that, Mm -hmm. right? If only I was good looking, I could do that. (laughs) And like, no, no, it's it's far deeper, more complex than you realize. Yeah, it, every, every actor is different, but you gotta, there's something about loving the mess of being a human, that makes you want to dig and explore and why we do the things we do. But there's like, sometimes I've had actors on here and other shows and I'll be like, can you do your character for a minute or two? And they're like, yeah. And it like a shift occurs. I'm like, oh my God, like Nicole is no longer here. Like this is early, like, oh my God. And seen lots of different actors do that. Or 
when you see these productions where we put a celebrity in with the actors mm-hmm. and they are doing their lines and I'm like, you are not acting and you are. And and oh, I don't wow. know, how do I, how do I know you're not acting and you are, but I, I can tell, but I don't know what I'm looking at. Hmm. Because maybe in one actor you're looking at presentation or representation of something, and then in another person that moves you, you're looking at a um, experience. They are giving you. They can see you. You are yes. in the moment. Yes. One instrument is experiencing the grief, and one is imitating it. Mm. Mm. You know, you could say. But that, yeah, that's a, that's a whole emotional roller coaster for you. You know, different people at a funeral respond differently, right? You know, someone could be, maybe an elder in your family could be deeply sad. Um, imagine outliving your children, which early does. Um, but the the, and they could be the saddest person in the room and not be crying. But you know what, by the way they are experiencing that grief, without one tear that someone needs to check on daddy or someone needs to check on mama or somebody needs, because I've never seen him or her do this before. You nervous before you go out? Yes. You are. Every night. Still. Yes. What does it feel like? Butterflies. Um... It's, uh, it feels very athletic, like I'm about to run, yes. And you have to have certain things, or I have to have certain things in place to calm those nerves down. I want, I want to do the best job possible, so it's a, I feel a lot of pressure. But um, I have a lot of things in place personally that I... I tell myself, and, and a large part of that moment is surrender, that the reason I'm panicking is I think it's all my responsibility or I'm doing it, and I have to sometimes let, you could say, your inner spirit, your muse, your higher power use you, and then I calm down. Interesting. I know my lines. I know my blocking. I know my relationships. I know my uh, tools that I'm going to use or try to use. Um, but you have to make space for that greater thing that is present. The surrender. Yes. To a higher power. Not yeah. God, but like a theater acting higher entity space. I would say God. Okay. <laughs> Because you need God when you're in the places, when you're standing at the curtain about to go back on. Yes. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, 
I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash Toray. Thrivemarket.com slash Toray. On March 16th, 2000, two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta. Jamil Alamin, a Muslim leader and former black power activist, was convicted. But the evidence was shaky, and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial. My name is Mosi Secret, and when I started investigating this case in my hometown, I uncovered a dark truth about America. From Tinderfoot TV, Campside Media, and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now. Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm surprised you still get nervous. Been doing it so long. I'm nervous right now. Why are you nervous now? I don't know. I feel like, um, I don't know. Like what? First of all, I'm happy to see you. Happy to see you. For those of you don't know who don't know, I've known this man for 30 years. 30 years? Yes. Oh, my God. When we were both scrudgling around New York. I wonder if that New York really exists. Like, where did you grow up? Baltimore. Yeah. So we both came from other places. Yes. I grew up in Boston. Yeah. Wanted to be a writer, got yes. to go to New York, right? You're like, I want to be an actor, going to New York, right? And we, there was directors and models, or aspiring directors, mm-hmm. models, actors, all around us, painters, whatever. Some of us made it and some of us didn't, whatever. Um, I wonder if that still exists. Uh, you mean the the... I feel like New York City... And probably L.A. in particular. Well, you're saying that. N- is there still this rush of the young aspiring artist to come to New York or L.A. and say, I'm going to go there to make it, which creates this amazing energy of there's all these young people who are dreaming and creative who are here working in. You know, and we're in concert with them and we're talking yes. back and forth with them. And I come to your reading. You'll come to my one act, the Lower yes. East Side. And yes. You, you're wondering if that still exists. Yes. Well, I mean, it's New York's – I love New York so much, so I try not to get down about what you're saying. But I think, yeah, when we were coming up, New York was a place, like an energy, and now it's a thing. You know, it's it, – I think that, you know, but – the mediums have changed. The mediums know? have changed. So the, you know, phones and creating music yeah. digitally and uh, writing, you know, it's all, it was all part of the movement of the energy creating was still tactile. And, you know, I, re- I used to get an op- audition and I would have to go to my agent's office, even though it was closed, there was a box there, you had a folder with your name on it. You had to get the pages. There was no faxing over. I mean, you know what I used to do? Machine. I used to write something, print it out at home, take the train, you had a printer. You were, go to Rolling Stone, hand them a piece of paper. This is my article. <laughs> and then uh, the assistant would type, type it, it into the computer yes. so then the editor could look at it. Yeah. That's a lot of. 
molecules. <laughs> it's a lot of cellular activity on all levels just to get your article in, you know, print. I mean, I feel like the internet seems to connect people. So I don't yes. need to leave Cleveland because I can see what the other painters That's who are 20 are doing. I don't need to leave Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> can you write you that can, down? You can have it. <laughs> but but there was something special in connecting and we're all in the city together and we might end up at drinks after the club and we're talking and yes. I'm inspired by your philosophical approach or your drive yes. or just seeing you up close and like, and now she's in a movie. I could do that. I could, and maybe not that, but I could achieve my, look, she's achieving her dreams. I could achieve my dreams. And I don't think it's the same when you're, I'm in Cleveland on the internet. I'm in Denver. I'm in. Yeah. I think also there is a, there's a quicker duration between the creation of your thing mm. and the success of your thing. Mm. You know, we we were we were creating and hoping we would be successful. Now it's like right out the box, I got to be a success. Yes. You know, my yes. m- I mean, for me and a little bit, you know, maybe you as well is that we wanted our thing to be good. Yeah, for sure. And maybe we didn't have a publicist early enough no. to make it earlier in our career, you know. I um I have a great PR team <laughs> now as a grown up, but it took me a long time to even think sure. about that. I you know, I mean I didn't even know how to spell publicist. <laughs> you knew how to it. spell publicist, <laughs> but I, you know. But I'm saying I just wanted to be so skilled and and. Did you want the applause, or did you want to show off how good you are as an actor? Aren't those the same thing? Applause and how good. You know, I think every actor is different. I don't think those are the same thing. Why? So I go back to something that there was. Remember Bobby Brown and Whitney's reality show? Yes. And there's this moment that I think about all the time. I guess this is my Roman Empire, where he was being interviewed, and she she was, and he was talking to some fans, and she was like. 10 feet away, wrapped up glasses, look, looking at a book, like, don't talk to me. And he said, some people get into the music business to show off their talent, and that's her, because she wants you to know, I am an amazing singer. Look yes. at this. Yes. And some people get into the entertainment business because they want to interact with people, and that's that's Bobby, right? I have mm. charisma. You know, I want to interact with you. I'll do whatever it takes to get you up out of your seat cheering for me and crying on this song, whatever. And I think some artists want to show you how great they are. And some want that virtual hug that is like, yay, clap for you. You're so great. I think there's maybe another category. Okay. I think it might have something to do, well, for me, um, I really... Look, we all get wet when it rains, right? But for some reason, we all forget that. Okay. No matter what color, what age you are, we're going to go outside and we're all going to get wet. Okay. If we don't have umbrellas. Okay. Um, but, no, some of us will get cabs and some of us won't, but. <laughs> I don't know where you're going. But, you know, we There's... all get wet when it rains. And I love that idea. So I think what I want like I was saying before, when I get out on stage, I want all of the otherness 
gone. I want us to all kind of be in this moment of humanity, this moment of universality in a way, this moment of I've had my heart broken. I've lost a loved one. I have grieved. I know that feeling of falling in love. I've been betrayed. And when the lights come on, you realize you're sitting next to people who on paper are nothing like you. You know, I love the make-believe that makes you believe. I love being a part of that. I don't know why, you know. I just, I mean, you could have a villain in the audience and you could have a saint in the audience and they both weep. They do. So that's my drive. And it might be connected to wanting to connect with people, like uh, Bobby Brown said. (laughs) On a deeper, I want to connect with you on a deeper level. Yes. Yes. It might be very childlike to think that, but I kind of, and I'm sure that in therapy I (laughs) will bring this up. (laughs) Do you know what Teray asked me? But wow. I, uh, but uh, you know, I I really want us to be the same for an hour or three. For you, the actor or the character, and for the audience member to be lost together in this dream. Yes, yes. You don't have to have the same exact feeling as the person next to you, but you you find something familiar about this experience you're watching mm-hmm. you know i swear that like i've had three interviews in 20 years where she was so pretty that she made me forget my next question over and over and i'm just looking at her like i forget where i was going <laughs> J-Lo and Beyonce did that. <laughs> and now you're just looking at me and I'm like, I forget where I was going. I'm in the same category She's as so pretty. Beyonce and oh, J-Lo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, nobody's going to talk to me for like the rest of the day. Like nobody. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling my kids as soon as I leave. Yeah. And letting them know. <laughs> it's true though. You make me forget. What was I going to say next? I don't know. Who I knows? Know. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't I don't ever think I'll stop doing this. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, of course, maybe do lots of other things, but this will never be out of the equation for me. Always just yeah. acting until, until you can't get out of bed. Until I can't get out of bed. What is the dream? What do you want out of the next five years or something? Like, is there, like... I wanna what do you what do you what do you want? I'm doing what I want. Um that's I think why it's so fulfilling is that as I'm doing it, I'm getting what I want. And then I continue to get what I want. It's I guess the way I get what I want. I feel I want to be fulfilled. And I think part of being fulfilled for me is being in a in a in a situation where I'm maximized. 
Do you know? My education, my upbringing, my ups, my downs, my instrument, my voice, my body, um, my mind, so the, my love of history, my love of research. It's all getting used. Is doing a play harder than TV and movies? Um, harder, um, I think, in terms of preparation, yes. Um and sustaining a performance for your paying customers. But television is very hard for me because um, it's in a tight frame. You know, there's no – you can't see any more information than what my face is giving you. Mm. And – So you got to make it work here. You got to make it work right there. Somebody was on here and they talked about as the screen gets bigger – the actions of the actor must become more subtle. Yes. Because if you make a big facial reaction yes. on a movie screen, which is your, your face is literally the size yes. of a person's body, yes. it looks ridiculous. Yes. On In a play, you might— There is a, another set of muscles you need for the camera, yes. Like, so in TV, uh, it, fe- you it have feels to be, a little compressed, yes. You have to be what? S- smaller. Subtler. Subtler. It's more—like the, the camera is your scene partner. And they don't – the cameras don't like loud noises. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like big motions unless that's in the script and then it's a wide shot. That's you different. see that, yeah. And you really – you're only going to have like three, four takes, right? After yeah. that, you're kind of wasting everybody's yeah. time. Professional actors should – right? Should be able to get it done in three, four takes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So is that pressure or freedom? Pressure. Because you have to trust that director that's watching the monitor um, to – and then really in, in that medium, the editor as well. Mm. Because if I say to you, well, you know how it is, Teray. If they cut off the well in editing, it's a different sentence, mm-hmm. a different sentiment. Mm-hmm. You know how it is, Teray. Mm-hmm. It has a totally different meaning when it's all put together. So you're beholden to the mysterious they that does what they want to tell that story. the service of the story. Yes. And you're like, but my well was so great. (laughs) How did you shave the well? You see that all the time, huh? All the time. All the time. Yeah. Why did you do that? Yeah. So you watch it and you're and I'm like, you were so great. And you're like, yeah, it could have been better if they hadn't <laughs> you sh- if they hadn't shaved well. <laughs> oh man, it was killer. <laughs> um, see, I've I've forgotten again. Where was you I always going? have great questions. What else is on that notepad? I don't know. I we went through a lot of it. Um you have to be a student of people as mm-hmm. an actor, right? Do you sometimes just sit and watch people and think about just in general how people – Well, you know what's great is that if you've been on the planet at all, yeah. you're already three people. You're yourself, the person who cared for you, and the person who created you. You know, you're already got a lot of intel on life, you yeah. know. I was just telling uh, – I had an interview earlier today about being – feeling so lucky that I have parents born in the 40s 
And I have cousins and I have a sister and I have friends and I have a childhood. But having parents born in the 40s in this country as African-Americans, it's very – one from the south, mm-hmm. one from the north, mm-hmm. that there's so much that made them mm-hmm. – and all of that is in me mm-hmm. about anything from t- how you take care of yourself, how you um, move through the world, um, your relationship to education and money and discipline. That's very a very specific um, bit of information that is in my cellular memory. Mm. And now I'm me. I'm them raising two people mm. and they're getting that's great. no I just so all that's in there you know um, that's why in a way in the refuge plays the part that I've enjoyed the most is being able to use all of those parts by playing yeah essentially who I am right now who I was and who I could become mm-hmm. you know what is the best advice you ever got about acting? Um, I think the profession of acting, the best advice I got was from my dad. And he said, you're entering the business of no. So you always got to stay, always got to keep your yes. You got to get back up. You're going to get knocked down. You got to get back up. And I think in terms of acting advice, in terms of the art form, um, I think it's just part of what I've learned and uh, on trying to live as truthfully in the imaginary circumstances as possible. I'm talking about you, but that was great. <laughs> Interview was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Nicole for a great interview, and thanks to you for listening. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality, and maybe this show can help. You can find me on Instagram at Torre Show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jennifer Brown. Our editor is Ryan Woodhall. Our booker is Claudia Jean. And we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know 
DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.